This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Agony Uncles. I'm Uncle Si. And I'm your Uncle Dave. And you know how it is, don't you? You know, it's a funny old world. One minute you're trundling along quite nicely in the sunshine. But the next minute dark clouds appear and come along and then it all goes a bit pants. Yeah, when sliding down the banister of life, you're bound to get splinters in your arse. Yes, and that's where we come in. Yes. We've seen it all on our many travels. And that's why we want to help you with your troubles on this, the Agony Uncles podcast. Oh, yes. Now, helping us with the troubles and trials this week is the voice of your problems, the one, the only, the silver fox, the gorgeous human being that he is, the the silky, gorgeous loveliness oh. that is, is that ice all? cream. Is that, what, is that enough? Is that okay? Uh, Mr. Mark Jeeves. Hello, Jeevesy. Oh, I have to have a lie down after that. Yes, hello. Yes. Lovely to see everyone. It's fantastic to see everybody. And um, uh, we've got to say hello to Daniel Gosling, who got in touch on Facebook with a question. He said, my current TV viewing before bed is your restoration road trip. Uh, and the razzle-dazzle oh. scene oh. will never fail to make me laugh. And this had some comments. What's the razzle-dazzle scene? Could you explain? I don't, I don't remember. remember. <laughs> what about you? <laughs> it was so sparkly. Was the, I think the Razzle Dazzle was some sort of ride, wasn't it? Oh, in the fairground one. In the fairground, it? I seem to remember. Oh, and, yes. uh, and you were razzling and I was, well, you were actually dazzling and I was razzling because I have, I, 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 I'm scared of fairground rides. I always think I'm going to come off. Me and too. Dave's not. <laughs> And he goes like, he always, I hate them. And he's going, oh, Kiki, it's great, go scream if you want to go faster. I think that's what it was. And I, and I, I was not screaming. I was screaming of sheer and utter terror while he was going, Wah! <laughs> oh, I remember that. Yeah, it was good fun, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a laugh, like, wasn't it? No, I mean, we good. built traction engine wheels and everything, steam train wheels. Yeah. I enjoyed that. Yeah. That's amazing. My dad ruined all my love of fairground rides. He was an engineer and he always used to go, it just takes one bad bolt. <laughs> and that was all it was. I was never going to think. So I go on there going, it's only one bolt that's going to come off. I'm going to die. Yeah, that's what me, that's what, yeah, yeah. It's a similar thing. And my father used to say that. She'll, he'll go, all right, well, and me mother, you, oh, you never know where these lads might have spoilt the ship for a heap of the tar, which fundamentally meant... They might have dodgy bolts. <laughs> so you're like, oh. oh, and here she is. She makes Barbara Cartland look like Katie Price. <laughs> She's like Lady Penelope on the outside and dear Deidre on the inside. It's posh tash. Morning, morning. I'm not doing, um, I'm, I'm actually on that slippery banister of life this weekend. We've got a broken boiler. So I'm sitting here clutching a hot water bottle. Oh, so I've no. had no hot water, no heating now for three days. And I have oh, to say, no. even down south, it's a bit chilly. <laughs> Can't you go to one of your other houses? Yeah, no, not enough houses to go to at the moment. Sorry. <laughs> What's the, what about that one next door to Buckingham Palace? That's quite nice. I like that house. It's a bit small nowadays, I find. Yeah, it's a oh. bit small. Yeah. <laughs> and you've let the garden go. I passed the other day. Yeah. Oh, dreadful mess. Oh, you poor love. You'll be stinking. 
I do, that's the problem. I haven't got time to wash. That's why I'm looking slightly more... I could put an egg on here, probably, and fry it today. No. (laughs) Right, Uncle Dave, wingle that jingle finger. Hello, hairy bikers. Here is my request. I have got a problem that I must get off my chest. Won't you listen to my story like a hairy Jack and Ori? Cause I heard your advice is the best. And today's cacophony of chaos. Uncle Si, Uncle Dave and Poshtash, you're going to be metering out your lovely advice to these troubles and woes. We have the C-word nightmare. We have the bank of mum and dad. We have meeting the ex. And in confidential corner... We have the name Shame. But we're going to start with the C-word nightmare, and this comes to us from Eleanor. He says, Dear Uncle Si, Uncle Dave and Posh Tash, like another of your listeners on another podcast, I'm not a fan of the C-word either, but I'm afraid I'm going to have to mention it as I desperately need your help. Christmas. Every year for the past 48 years, I've avoided having anything to do with Christmas dinner. I have a large family, all of whom like cooking far more than me. But this year, it's finally my turn and I'm bricking it. I have to cook for 13 people aged between 3 and 89. I'll be honest, I have absolutely no idea how to even begin. But as a maths teacher, I've tried applying logic to this. So here are my questions. Question one. Luckily, they all want turkey. So my question is... How does one know what size to get for 13 people? Question two, is there a vegetable formula to use? For example, how many roast potatoes does one potato make? And how many roast potatoes is reasonable for each guest? Similarly, carrots, parsnips, etc. And question three, how much gravy should I make? How many millilitres per plate is normal? Please help. I'm not at all sure how to plan for this. Eleanor, over to you. I think you're overcomplicating matters. And you need the 12 Days of Christmas cookbook by the Hairy Bakers. That's me now. <laughs> and it'll tell you everything. Absolutely everything. Um, so go and get that. It's uh, cheap at the minute on Amazon. Well, you know what I would say is size of the turkey. Just get a really big turkey. Because the best bits your turkey sandwiches afterwards. Then your leftovers on Boxing Day. So if you go large, you can't go wrong. And it's just a, it's just a Sunday roast, isn't it? And as for potatoes... It depends on the size of your potato, so you can't apply a mathematical formula to it because the potato by sense of being a potato is in sense variable. So that's your variable. Do you get what I mean? <laughs> yeah, there's the, you're trying to apply the medium of everything. Mm. And you can't because it's the natural world. And although English may be the, world, the language of business and mathematics the language of the universe, it stops at Christmas dinner. And in roast potatoes, greed is the language. More is always better. And also, the greedier the better because you can still eat it the next day. It's the bubble mm. and squeak, it's the cold, it's the turkey sandwiches, it's the potato salad. They're the best bits of Christmas. Yeah. 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 And the fry up. Ooh. Mmm. And as for gravy, if you think you've got enough, you need more. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's like putting fresh herbs in anything. I'll just put a fresh herb in. Put four times as much in as you think you need. It's like, yeah, man, it's like Christmas, isn't it? Yeah, and then, then the, the gravy the next day. Oh. It'll just, you know, put it in a nice pot with a bit of, bit of cling film, whatever's socially ethical these days, on top, put it in the fridge, and it'll be just like solid jelly goodness the next day. Oh. Melt it down on your bubble and squeak. Heaven. Oh. I actually think Boxing Day dinner could be better than Christmas dinner. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. 
yeah all that lovely leftover bits you can cook up all the, the turkey pie that all that kind of stuff i love it yeah we, we've done some incredible <laughs> amounts of things with leftover turkey haven't we we've had to turkey, turkey curry. curries all turkey, right yeah. turkey yeah. curries turkey risottos turkey bakes turkey and ham pies with cranberry topping with uh, you name it we've 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 cranberried or turkey did it yeah, that's yeah. really good though that that turkey oh. and ham pie with a cranberry topping that is oh. epic. going on my list going on yeah. my list that sounds great it's a big sideboard bending pie. It's one of those ones, a big slice, you know, with some pickles and a bit of cheese. Mm. I always get to that point of Christmas where I, I, if I don't host it, I'm a bit devastated on Boxing Day that I haven't got those leftovers. You come back yeah. to sort of slightly empty house. There's nothing in the fridge. You sort of, I'd rather host it so I have those best bits afterwards. Yeah, I'm with you. So, Eleanor, here's the advice. It seems that basically you just need a lot and it'll get eaten. Is that what we're saying here, Uncle Si? Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yes. Uncle Dave? Yeah, and don't forget the trimmings either. You need your bread sauce, your cranberry sauce, and of course your Christmas crackers. The whole conventional masterpiece is born. Pigs in blankets, devils on horseback, mm. all of that. Yeah, don't bread forget. Bread sauce. Mm. What sauce? Bread sauce. I thought you said mint sauce. No. I, I thought she said red sauce, I thought she'd gone common. Oh, God. <laughs> Tomato ketchup. Red sauce. <laughs> or just get the Harry Bikers 12 Days of Christmas book. Uh, now available at all good bookshops. Food makes, makes everything better. Your next problem is called the Bank of Mum and Dad, and it comes from Bernie. And Bernie says, Dear Uncle Dave, Uncle Si and the team, I wonder if you can let me know when my money will be my own again. You see, my children are 22, 28 and 31. Ugh. I used to believe... <laughs> a voice of size experience there coming out. I used to believe that when they left home and did their own thing, I'd be better off. <laughs> <laughs> but it seems not. Barely a week goes by when I'm not asked to dip into my pocket for a broken boiler. Tash, is this you? Is this your father? A broken boiler, a car MOT failure or some such financial shock. I know things are tougher for the young ones nowadays, but it feels like I'm going to be forking out for the rest of my life at this rate. And at this time in my life, age 59, I don't ask much. Just a warm home, the odd glass of wine, and a Harley Davidson Electroglide. And at least one of those three is getting ever more out of reach. Your advice? Welcome. Asks Bernie. Over to you. It's always going to be like that, isn't it? Yep. <laughs> I think... Bernie, it's always going to be like that, dude. They're your kids, and uh, and th yes, the times are tough for them at the minute. Stop deluding yourself. Drink more wine. Ride your Harley Davidson, and just and every now and then, just tell the kids no. That's what I do. I just go. Well, they've stopped asking because I just keep saying no. <laughs> it's just, I, I, I kind of relent a little bit with our Dylan because he's only like twenty-two, um, but uh, and and because I'm as soft as shit, but. Um, other than that i think that's the problem with parents you you naturally want your kids to do well you naturally want them to be okay and who else do they ask i mean there's there's a point i guess there's cheeky asking but you know what i think mums and dads are meant to save the day somehow and you'll never want to see them freezing in a corner with a broken boiler i hope my mum's listening um see like at least well over 30 let's over. just say it oh, and then and just you know 
made it, it it's always the same yeah you shout out but you kind of go you, you know parents are there to save the day they're there to pick you up when you fall over sometimes and i yeah i definitely don't abuse on the financial side of things but i do think as a parent and i've only got little ones well i've got teenagers too but i do still go of course i will i love you, you it's sort of as you say si we're soft as shit yeah, we are. I'm sorry I can't phrase it in a sort of nicer way, but it's true. Yeah, it's just... I think the big one now, of course, is accommodation. They, they, they kind of getting a rental flats or uh, buying their own property because to, to actually buy property now without parental help is, is blooming hard, isn't it? It's impossible. It you know, it's, impossible. it's, it's uh, how, how do you get to save that deposit? Yeah. Um, or, or the mortgages, you know, the percentage. It's a nightmare without the bank of mum and dad, really. To be fair, you know, it's an enormously privileged position to be in, to be able to help, really, because mm. because there's lots of there's lots of mums and dads that are going through the same anguish and the kids are going through the same thing that simply can't help because they're yeah. struggling to keep a roof over their heads themselves. And, uh, it, yeah, so I, I wouldn't worry too much about it. You've got... And a Harley Davidson electric ride, some wine, and a warm home. <laughs> so those three things aren't bad. And although you don't ask for much, no, I think you said. I think you said the the, the third one, which I presume is the Electroglide, That's becoming unobt- unobtainable. Or uh, un- I, I don't know. think he owns it yet. I think he doesn't own it yet. Oh! That's, his, <laughs> that's his dream. Has that put a whole new spin on it there, Si? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just well, you've got everything you want. What's the matter with you? You take it. You know. No, no, that's the thing. His kids are depriving him of what he wants for his retirement. Oh. And my, my kids said to me at the weekend, because I can't work out, and I we have a very privileged life, don't get me wrong. I'm not as posh as I, everyone makes out, but we have a very nice life. But my my son went to me and goes, I can't work out whether we're rich or poor, because you're always talking about well, we've got no money. And I was like, okay, look, in the grand scheme of things, we are not poor people. We are very, very privileged, lucky people. But things are still very expensive, and we can't just keep forking out all the time for all the luxuries that I think sometimes they take for granted, they don't realise. And I said, mm. and sometimes now you're a bit older, it's good for you to know that we just can't afford to do that. Right, right now, can't afford to have the boiler done. No, we can, we just haven't, haven't got a boiler. But it's just that these things the teenagers just miss, they just don't realise it, that every little thing, it, it takes a lot of money. I've said to him recently, you've got to go and get a job because I can't just fund you all the time now, you go out so much more. There's food in my fridge. If you want to eat, I will feed you. But if you want something outside of that fridge, you know, then you've got to pay for that. I can't fund you twice for your food, you know, really. And that's teaching them a lesson. But it's a shame, I think, the teenagers now of having to really discuss and think about how expensive things are. Like when I can't just give it to them on a plate as much as I want to. I don't think it, it serves to give them an, on a plate. Uh, and I'm sure Dave will agree that, that I, I think I've been over generous with the kids, but they always, they understand the the gravitas of it. They never take it for granted. I mean, yeah, they do, yeah. you know, they do when they in their in their younger teens. But as they've got older and 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 a bit wiser and living independently, they kind of understand the help that that's been given. As Dave's given his his kids as well. You know, it's kind of yeah, it's just an ongoing thing. And dude, you're gonna have to get your head around it. That you know. <laughs> I remember once when when Izzy was about sort of 13, we kind of decided to teach her, um, you know, we wanted her to manage her own money. So we gave her pocket money because up until then, we just kind of like rumbled along. Thought, no, no, you know, and then we tried to explain if there's anything she wanted, if it was from her money, she didn't have to ask. 
you know, that that was the logic. Anyway, we gave her this money. She oh, she, she was like a clamshell. She wouldn't she wouldn't you know spend it. We'd go out somewhere and she'd go, Can I have can I have these these shoes? Well yeah, of course you can. You you can have what you want with your money. She said, I'm not using my money. Yeah. I'm going, no, no, you've got the wrong end of the stick. You know, it, it's... <laughs> the, the idea is, oh, give up in the end. We stopped her pocket money because it, it was just mounting up. She was like Gollum. <laughs> She's still tight now. <laughs> All right. So uh, advice for Bernie. Um, uh, let's wrap this up here. So advice for Bernie. Uh, let's start with you, Posh Tash. It's, it's his job. He's a parent. I think be tough when you have to be, but otherwise your kids are going to turn to you for help and I think you should be there for them. Uncle Dave. Yeah, just got to suck it up. It's the way of the world, isn't it? Uncle Si. Drink more wine. <laughs> and then you'll feel better about the money that you're giving away. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Well, if you're down, if you're down, now don't get drunk, don't get drunk, just send an email, just send an email to the agony uncle. All right, our next problem is called meeting the ex, and for this we need one male name. Who could we ask for a single male name? I wonder. No, you're not going to. No, you only come to me for female names usually. Male I'm name. Definitely not ready oh, so for a male name. You've downloaded female names, but you haven't got a male name, have you? Ha ha ha. I've got a match of the day book in front of me, just found uh-huh. on the kitchen surface. I'll okay. pick a name off it. Name off it. Ronaldo. Yeah. Jurgen. <laughs> <laughs> we could go down. That. I can't even see a name on it. I mean, oh, God. oh I'm just going to James. That's James. boring, isn't it? James. Mbappe or James, as your choice. Preferred Ronaldo. <laughs> All right, well, listen, we'll go for James. And this is called Meeting the Ex. Dear Uncle Sam, Uncle Dave and Posh Tash, my partner and I have been together for a couple of years now, but I've never met her ex. I will be doing so at Christmas, however, and it's bothering me. You see, it was all quite messy the way we got together. And although time has passed, it does feel like there's potential for some unpleasantness. How much time? Did she say? Oh, a couple of years, a couple of years. I said, a couple oh, of years. Right. She says, so I'm not sure how to approach it. Uh, now, my partner, she says it will be fine and isn't really isn't really phased about the whole thing. But I think that first handshake with him might be a bit scary. Any thoughts? Asks James. Over to you. It's got to be strong, James, and do it. Be civilised, be polite, and be the be the mature one. And if that doesn't fail, punch his lights out. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good point. Why is he coming over anyway? Well, they might be having a party or something. You can't just separate people's lives off, Tash, because it's inconvenient and makes you makes you feel uncomfortable while you're making mince pies. It's Christmas. I know, but it's been two years. I haven't had to meet him yet. Why suddenly now at Christmas? Maybe meet before Christmas. Get the meeting out the way, yes, and then it'll be nice not, for Christmas. Yes, but it's not arranged for before Christmas, is it? It's mm-hmm. arranged. For Christmas? 
Yeah. yeah, and there's something about the convention of Christmas. You know, you can hide behind that convention of mm. season of goodwill and all this. And yeah, you yeah. Know, right. You're not, you don't, don't expect it to ch- exchange gifts, but a lot of responsibility will depend on James's partner as to how she handles it too. Oh. Do you know what I mean? It can be either pleasant or, or it depends if she's set James up. You know, if she's if she's bitched about the ex partner or so James has got to hate this ex partner. You know, it, it, it's different circumstances, isn't it? If it's just one of those things like, you know, oh, we split up two years ago anyway, we better get on. So then it's different, isn't it? Yeah, and 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 how messy is messy? Because there's messy, there's it'll clear up in a minute, messy, or mm-hmm. it's this is going to take a deep clean, messy. It depends. <laughs> or there's a Lionel messy. Or there's yeah. <laughs> Oh, there is. He's in the book. Is it? Well, you didn't bloody find him, did you? No, it was either that or Pedro. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I, I, yeah. oh, as long as she doesn't have him over, though, and then start flirting with him. Ooh, oh, then it's all going to get uncomfortable, isn't it? Oh, well, gosh. yeah, obviously. Oh, ooh, it only takes a Christmas snowball. That'll take a... Ooh, never know what might happen. God, you've been reading too many Jilly Coopers and Joanna Trollope. You have. Ooh, just a Christmas snowball and then we're back with the ex. Oh, God. I can't. Uh, yeah, I'm just worried yes. about taking them over. That's uh, taking them over what? I'm not entirely sure. Taking them over the Arga. Yes, yes. indeed. Yes. Hold on to the rail. Incoming. <laughs> I find the rail on the Arga very comforting, actually. Oh, that's nice. Oh, beautiful and warm, yes, yes. I'll not say that when you're holding on to a dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Right, me- meeting Rage. the ex is, well, depends if there's children involved, doesn't it? Because if, if there are children, then you, you have to meet the ex and you have to get on. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to say to our people who write in, I need more information because it's very hard. We have to presume all the variables here. You know, I want yeah. to know, is he a nice ex, a nasty ex? Are there kids involved? Why is he coming over? I want detail. And I think what basically should happen is he walks in the door, two strong drinks in everyone's hand, as you say, handshake, you know, handshake. take the moment and it's all over. That's it. Or you could hand him two drinks, get him to drink it, like in a in a sort of right, I bet I can drink it quicker than you. And then what you can do is you go, do you want to come to the bathroom and size up our willies so we know who's best? <gasps> you can do that. <laughs> well, it's an icebreaker. It is an icebreaker. I mean, you know, I, it's not what I would do. I'd just shake his hand, say you're very welcome. Here's a mince pie. Here's a drink. Yeah. And nice to meet you. After all this time, I've heard a lot about you. Most of it bad. But, um, you know, yeah, yeah, life, you know, it's um, now it's time to bury the hatchet. Yes. Hopefully it's not in each other's head. Yeah. And, yeah. I've hidden the axe. All that. Right. You, know. you can imagine it, can't you? Go up like, we go up to the, yeah. all right, yeah, all right. You know, oh dear, it's going to oh. be frosty, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Frosty the snowman's not in it this Christmas oh. round of James's. Or they might meet each other, get on really well, and then sit there and have a good old chat about her and go, yeah, she's a nightmare, isn't she? Oh, why? <laughs> it's not going to last. <laughs> <laughs> You'll run off with somebody else. You've done it before. Yeah. yeah. Right. Bye. Aye, she's been me for you. She'll be do the same again. I shall not be. doesn't change its spots. (laughs) We're definitely not helping. We're not helping. James, just be a better... Just look, just get a hold of yourself. I know it must be nervous. I mean, not literally get a hold of yourself, but it must be... You're nervous. Don't worry about it, dude. It's the adult world. 
you, you, you shake hands and you say hello. And where's this event happening? Is it in one of their homes? That's well, the other thing. Detail, as, as detail. Tasha said, more detail is probably needed. But uh, yes. Yeah, but uh, you see, if James was responsible for their split up, which it sounds like it was, i.e., the mess, then yeah. the other fella should be a lot more perturbed than James. So, uh, general advice is you just need the drink, the handshake, and don't go in the bathroom to compare each other's private parts. No. No. Unless you've got manscape, obviously. <laughs> yes. Unless you've scaped. And it's mistletoe shaped. <laughs> <laughs> Tash! Mine's a holly bush. <laughs> the mulberry bush. Yeah, yeah. I like it. <laughs> I'm just waiting for somebody to get round it. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I don't know. Should we kiss under the mistletoe? <laughs> Completely different meaning oh. now, Tash. Oh. Good meaning, though, hey. Yeah, yeah, no, good. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Christmas oh. time after all. You, you little minx, you. Oh, it's obviously the chilly weather's green with you, Tash. Yeah, yeah, it no, is, yeah, got to keep warm somehow. If you got problems, you'll be fine. Just drop the agony, uncle's a line. Now it's time to head over to Confidential Corner. And oh, we're not there yet. I thought that <laughs> no. was James. Oh, no, no, right. no, this is Confidential Corner. No, this okay. is called the name shame. Yeah, you thought that was bad. Here we go. Oh. Dear uncles and Aunt Tash, says Ooh. a person who requires a name. We need uh, one female and one male name. Uncle Dave, female. Uncle Si, male, please. Vera. Vera. Malcolm. Vera and Malcolm. <laughs> Vera has written in. So here's the problem, says Vera. His name is Malcolm. Mine is Vera. We've uh -huh. been intimate for six months, and we're still quite active in the passion department. Yeah. On two occasions in the past month, though, at his point of, how shall I put this, peak pleasure, uh -huh. he has called out the name of his ex. <gasps> the first time hey. I let it go. But the second time, I just stopped and went, what? He looked at me, very shocked, as though I wasn't the picture in his head at that time. Oh, no! No, no, no! He swears blind that he's not thinking of her, but I don't know, and it's become a bit of a thing. He says it's not, he's apologised. He was with her for 13 years, though, so I suppose it's something he got used to doing. Anyway, says Vera, simple question. Is this something I need to get over? Or should I be worried? Over to you. Oh, dear, dear, dear. Oh, goodly, goodly yeah. gracious me. Oh. It's that point of excitement. Well, I mean, if you've been married before, sometimes, you know, you slip of the tongue, isn't there? But probably not at that intimate moment. <laughs> no, no. No, no. I mean, once, I, I have to admit, I did shout Geronimo, but that was like, a, you know, <laughs> I've been watching war films. You know, but, it, but Geronimo wasn't an ex of mine. Um, <laughs> You liar! I know you did. And one oh, of the, it's like they cry back of the net. It's sometimes it's not terribly, <laughs> not terribly appropriate, is it? Really, Geronimo, <laughs> young man. There's no need to get down. <laughs> oh man! Um, so the right. little character actually is a book that my kids used to read called Geronimo the Mouse. So actually now I've got pictures of you with this tiny little mouse in a little jacket. <laughs> <I'm> afraid. <laughs> Um, I think it's pretty awful. I don't really know what to say to that because I'm thinking, we were talking the other day, weren't we, about how someone speaks out in their dreams and things like that. But it's all your subconscious, but you're awake and you know who you're with in bed and you can't afford to get that wrong. So I wouldn't be worried. I'd just have to have a strong word and go, 
you're not getting your oats, love, until you can get my name straight, because that isn't happening for me. So, I mean, that, I think it's a total no-no. That's for me, would be serious issues. We are always getting confused with names, Kingy. Well, yeah. You, like, you are. I mean, not, like not, I, that, well, like I have to ask you, everybody that we meet, who's that? Is <laughs> the really famous other? Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, it's, it's sweet. I mean, not, not not nothing. It's a very different circumstances. But at times, I think you've you've called me all the three names of your three sons, which I take as a great compliment. <laughs> yes, that is. You know, <laughs> hey, uh, James, Dill, uh, uh, Dave. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> That's me. Mum used to do that though. My mum used to, we it. had that, we did, mum's doing that, don't they? Because they'd go, they'd go, uh, our William, uh, Si, I mean, uh, Dave. <laughs> be like, well, which one are you talking to, you know? My when, grandfather, he said, my grandfather, I adored him, he was an amazing man. But my mum's called Trisha and I'm called Tasha. And as he got older and his teeth, you know, used to come out more, he'd be like, Trish, 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 Trash, 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 trash come over here. And so I get in the trash. <laughs> and his teeth would fall out. He's like, Trash, Trash, Trash. <laughs> That's what oh, posh Trash. Nice. Posh Trash. Oh, like it. That's good, isn't it? Posh Only Trash. Only at night. That's, that's, can, that's a side podcast for uh, yeah, posh trash. Posh trash. Yeah. That's a hip-hop name. What he could do is always just put a little, he used to sneak a little sticker on her forehead. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? With, with a no. nail on. You Keep know. a sharpie by the bedside table. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if you wrote it down and it was wrong, still wrong. What was that? Oh. It's like Muhammad Ali in, in the ring with your bugner going, what's my name what's my name you know it's like yeah i don't know no. I, I would I, no it's not on that like really i don't think as as you guys say i don't think she needs to be worried particularly but i'd, I'd, I'd be highly pissed off yeah yeah, yeah you know i don't you know because like he's with her and for six months and they've you know they're still you know doing it but um yeah it's not it's only great, twice though. twice in six months. It's not much, is it, really? But you got to like, well, all the other times potentially is he just keeping it quiet? He just managed to hold it in when he got to that point. Like, oh, he's times. holding it in. Is he? He? No, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to say to that. Really, I, I, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be very happy. Like, nah, he's got a bit of etiquette, really. I think it's something you can talk about. Just go look. It's pissing me off. Yeah, you know, my name is this. I'm with you now, so get a so, grip. Yeah, get a grip of yourself. Or maybe she says to him, "Look, just so you know, it really turns me off when there's noise in the bedroom at those occasions. So I prefer silence <laughs> and just hold it in, just, just, just to stop that." I just, yeah. I am, I'm, I'm cross for her. Actually, I think it's awful. Yeah, it's not great. Oh, Vera, I've got it right. So every time you get to the crescendo, you know, it's a bit like basic instinct. So what you do, instead of killing them, obviously, that's not good. What you could do is get a fly swat and slap him on his temple. And he'll go, oh, Jane! <laughs> <laughs> so they have this big welt mark on the side of his... On the side. <laughs> yeah, he'd probably learn quickly, yeah. Yeah, he'd learn. Vera! Vera! <laughs> Do you know what though? We're saying Vera. Vera could be an easy name to shout out. We don't actually know her real name. It could be uh, some ridiculously complicated turn off name. You don't oh, know. You just can't you just I, can't get it out. I do actually know her real name. Oh, but I'm it. not putting it in. I'm not gonna say it. I'm just gonna have a look. Is it easy? 
Yeah, it's really easy. Oh, show! Nay, way, man. I'll hold it up to the screen. I don't know if you can see that, but it's really, it's really not yeah, very difficult. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's for. <laughs> yeah. No excuse then. No. Absolutely none at all. And no. you can shorten it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You know what I mean? Oh! <laughs> one syllable. They can get it down to one syllable. Yeah. yeah. In that case, Vera, uh, we think there's no excuse for it. And uh, uh, he, he just has to sort it out. Sorry about that. Yeah, we're with you, Vera. We're with yeah, you, we Vera. Yeah. If, if your life's in a mess, then the email address is the agony uncles at theherrybikes.co.uk. Yeah. Well, after all that problem solving, I think we're all quite worn out. Oh. So it's time to say goodbye. Thanks so much for writing in and sending in your troubles. We do love hearing from you. And we really do read all the messages that you send us on social media. Yes, we really, really do. Now, remember, if you haven't done it yet, email us at agonyuncles at thehairybikers.co.uk. Agonyuncles at thehairybikers.co.uk. Then make sure you follow or subscribe so you don't miss any of the new ones when they came out. Because you wouldn't want to do that now, would you? No, no, you wouldn't. So, until next week, it's goodbye from Tash. Tash? Bye. It's goodbye from Mr. Mark Jeeves. Goodbye. Mark Jeeves. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from me and the best smoker. That's us. Bye-bye. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revel-Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.